You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Game three of a three-game set here at home against the Minnesota Twins. The White Sox entered this series after a really bad three-and-five road trip that included them losing three in a row in a four-game series against the Twins last weekend. Coming in six games back, anything could have happened here. They could have finished nine out, and the division could very easily be Minnesota's. Instead, the White Sox take the first two games, giving up only three runs over the first two games, including a shutout in game one, and now have an opportunity to sweep and pull themselves to three games back. This simulated game, as well as every game of this simulated season, which has been going on since the beginning, opening day, every day since, the only show to do this, we are lucky enough to have Sox on 35th, the world-famous blog, doing post-game, doing analysis, sitting in there and breaking down the numbers, giving you the box scores. And we're very, very happy to have them along. We also have our sponsors, Cork and Carey at the park, 33rd in Princeton, opening soon. Keep listening for details. And remember, you can still order that great food online. You can get it anytime through Grubhub or direct through CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. Let's support a Southside tradition. And you know what? I'd have been out there this entire weekend. It's been a beautiful weekend. Going to be a beautiful day today as the White Sox and Reynaldo Lopez take on the Twins and go for the sweep. They have to get them now while they have them down. The White Sox have won four out of five against the Twins here at home, but lost three out of four on the road so far. Without further ado, we go out to the ballpark. Sox, Twins, the final game of this series. It's a big one, and it's now. Guaranteed rate field south side of Chicago. The 39 and 20 Minnesota Twins in first place. And the White Sox four games back at 35 and 24. Reynaldo Lopez and the team taking the field. And we're ready for game three of this three-game set here at home. The White Sox take the first two, giving up three runs in game two. No runs in game one. Two very good pitching performances. Cease and Gonzalez and now Lopez with the 4.33 ERA over 11 starts and a 3-3 record and the 1.27 whip is going to try to follow them up. Ricky Renteria has indicated this may be a split game with Michael Kopech ready. There's a day off tomorrow and pretty much everybody is available. He had a hard time, he said, getting guys out of the lineup but Danny Mendick is going to start at second base and James McCann is behind the plate as his first pitch is a strike above the knees and we're underway Going around the horn, it's McCann behind the plate. First base of Breu, second is Mendick. Anderson at short. Moncada over at third. First pitch at 110. Byron Buxton waits for the second one. Tries to lay down a bunt. It goes foul. 0-2 the count down the third base line. Jimenez back in the lineup out in left field. Luis Robert in center. And in right field, Adam Engel. But Renteria says everybody, including Grandal and Madrigal, are available for this game with the day off tomorrow. 78 degrees, wind blowing from left to right at 10 miles an hour. So it's partly cloudy with a good gust of wind going from left to right across the field. One and two now, and now a pitch outside, two and two the count. Buxton's hitting 291. Good-sized crowd today. 
on a family Sunday. And the Sacks in the Retro 83 jerseys. Four seamer, 96 miles an hour foul back. Count remains two and two. It was high in the zone. Bucks in the righty. Now swings and dribbles one down the first baseline foul. He's having a long at bat. Six pitches so far. He's got an even count at two. Sends one out in the shallow center field. Coming on is Robert. He'll make the play. There's one gone here in the top of the first inning. Max Kepler comes up. 218 average. 11 home runs and 28 RBIs. A 289 on base percentage. He's batting lefty and hitting in the two spot today. We haven't seen him this high. Remember, he ate us up in Minnesota. And trying to juggle the lineup a little bit might be the plan. He's 3 for 19 against Lopez, but he has three home runs. So when he sees it, he really sees it. This one sent out into right field, caught by Adam Engel coming in. Had the glove out and got it on the run, two gone. He was guarding the line as a shift was on for Kepler. And now here comes Polanco. Polanco's hitting 337. That's third on his team behind Donaldson and Arias. And with two outs here on the top of the first inning, a ball in the dirt for a ball one, one and oh the count. McCann sets up on the outside portion of the plate. Fastball just misses, two and oh. Lopez gets in the foul back of four seamer, two and one. Now he lifts one out into left field. There was a shift on, so Jimenez has to run back over to where he would have been standing. He will make the catch. It hung up there long enough. One, two, three inning, a clean one for Reynaldo Lopez, and that's what I like to see. No score going into the bottom of the first. Remember, you get your stats, your box score, and everything else from SoxOn35th.com after the game. Devin Smelter takes the mound. 381 ERA to 1.36 whip, 5-2 record over 11 starts. Sox have gotten a couple of lefties in this series. It's the first time they've seen him. And Timmy Anderson's hitting 322 and stands in leading off this game. Inside curveball misses 1-0 the count. The Twins still looking for their 40th win of the season. Came into this series at 39-18 and and now sit at 39-20. and The 1-0 pitch on the way from the lefty in the high stirrups. Misses high to Anderson, 2-0 the count. Mentioned Sacks on 35th. Remember, they've got the box scores after every series. They've got the team stats. So those will be up for you to peruse, especially with an off day tomorrow. You'll have plenty of time. 2-1 the count as that one hits the zone, and now Anderson lays off a four-seamer below the knees, 3-1. Adam Angles hitting in the two spot today with the regular two-hitter Grandal taking a break and McCann lower down in the lineup. Angle's been playing very well and hits well against lefties especially. This one lifted into center field. A little bit towards the left side. Buxton underneath it. He'll make the catch. One gone here in the bottom of the first. Adam Angle, the right fielder, comes up. Sitting 295 on the season. Got four home runs and 12 RBI. He has just recently settled into a starter's role over Nomar Mazzara. We have not seen this series. With one out in the bottom of the first, a pitch outside a slider, 1-0 the count. Last game, he was 1-4 for four with a single. He's been mayhem on the base paths over the last week. 
Very aggressive when he gets on. One and one the count. Now a high slider. Hits the zone one and two. An angle quickly in the hole. Wearing shades up there at the plate. He's Joe Cool. Let's see if Joe Cool can get a hit. Smeltzer into the wind. His catcher sets up inside and misses inside on a slider. Two and two the count. Sacks get every Monday off this month except one. As this ball is lifted out in the center field, can of corn for Buxton, two gone. Cleveland and Detroit will be coming to town next. But before that, we've got Kansas City. So how this is going to work is three in KC, playing them yet again. Then our first look at Detroit here at home next weekend. And then Cleveland comes to town midweek next week. After that, it's a road trip. Houston, Detroit, and Cleveland again. We're going to see Detroit a lot because they show up later on in June as well along with Oakland here at home. Jose Abreu is up. 2-1 and one the count. The lefty into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and sent over to the second base side. Scooped up and sent over to first. A 1-2-3 inning for the Twins. Mirrors the 1-2-3 inning for the White Sox. Nobody has reached base yet. We head to the top of the second. Miguel Sano steps up. He's DHing today. 269 average, 49 RBIs, puts him second on his team. The reason for that is he has the RBI leader in Josh Donaldson as a teammate. There's a shift on with Mendick on the other side of second base, and only Abreu covering one side of the field. A strike high and outside evens the count, one and one. About 32,000 here yesterday for day baseball. As a 2-1 pitch now is sent over to the second base side. Mendick has to come back across and makes the play deep in the hole behind second and gets him. Close play, nice play by Danny Mendick. Nelson Cruz comes up hitting 304 with 12 home runs. He has two of them in this series, both of them yesterday. He accounted for all three runs, and he just missed a game-tying home run in the eighth inning in game one when the Twins were shut out. He's been the only guy seeing the ball very, very well for Minnesota. And he's one and one in the count with one out here in the top of the second. Lopez into the wind. Outside slider misses two and one the count. Looks like a solid crowd here today on a Sunday as well for a big series against the Twins. Four Seamer rifled off down the line. Two and two the count. That was a foul ball. Now he pops back a four seamer high in the zone. He'll get another pitch. Count is even at two still. Lopez with his 23rd pitch here. Swing and a miss, and there's two gone in the top of the second. He went high with an off-speed pitch. He'd been going high and outside. This time he just goes high and a little in but more center on the plate, and he gets Cruz. Donaldson's hitting 359 with 20 homers and 54 RBIs, and a 1.7, scratch that, a 1.177 OPS. That's insane. And the White Sox have kept him down all series. He's quickly 0-2. Over the season, the White Sox have done a very good job against him. Neutralizing the best hitter in baseball to this point. And on three pitches, he swings and misses. 
And a high and tight fastball from Lopez. And through an inning and a half, there's no score with Moncada leading off for the Sox. And Yoan Moncada strolls to the plate with nine homers and 32 RBIs to go with his 322 batting average. He'll hit from the right side against the lefty. He has been steady in that four spot all season long with pretty good defense. First pitch down the middle for Seamer taken for a strike. His 17 doubles tie him for sixth in the American League. The White Sox as a team lead all of the majors in two baggers. For Seamer down the line foul, first base side 0-2 quickly. Leading off the bottom of the second. Now he swings and misses at one low. Goes down on three pitches. There's one gone here in the bottom of the second inning. And up comes Aloy Jimenez. Hitting 262 with 14 bombs and 39 RBIs. And right now, currently, leading in the all-star vote in left field. And he puts this one in the right for a base hit. Jimenez down to first. Encarnacion's up to 270 with 15 homers and 32 RBI. Looking real good. Having a really solid series. And batting in the sixth spot with McCann on deck. Jimenez, not really a threat to steal. Encarnacion lifts this out in the center field. Buxton stands underneath it on the first pitch. He gets a fly out. There's two gone here in the bottom of the second inning. James McCann comes to the plate hitting 299 as the backup catcher this year. Two homers and five RBI. Goes from being an all-star with a great first half last year to falling off. Still his best season ever as a catcher. And then Grandal comes on the team and he's been regulated to this role, but he's doing a very good job coming off the bench. He's been a good pinch hitter. He's gotten hits in big situations. And the pitchers trust him. Want to know the count. Outside four, Seamer catches the zone one and one. McCann takes some practice swings. He'll step back in. Now a changeup misses inside two and one. Next pitch fouled off down the first baseline. Two and two the count. And now McCann takes a changeup inside three and two. He's taking his time pitching the James and James. Is being very patient. Danny Mendick stands on deck with a full count, two outs, and a runner on first in Jimenez. Swung on and sent out deep into center field. Tailing back is Buxton. He may run out of room. He does! A solo home run as Buxton tried to climb the wall. He got both feet halfway up the wall and left. But it clears at 415 feet out of here at 102 miles per hour. James McCann... With a two-out, two-run bomb. And the White Sox lead 2-0 early here against the Twins. They have struck first now in all three games of this series. Took the first game 2-0 on only two hits. Yesterday, they put up five, winning 5-3. They led 5-1 until one out in the ninth inning. And now they're up 2-0 here with two outs in the bottom of the second. And Danny Mendick comes up hitting 261. Three home runs and 13 RBI. James McCann just hit his third. Smeltzer into the windup. Pitch sent right back up the middle. Nice play at second base. Over to first. They get Mendick by a step and a half. 
The Twins are out of the inning, one pitch after the two-run home run. We are through two, and we lead 2-0 on two hits, going to the top of the third. Top of the third inning, Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning, and the first pitch to Eddie Rosario is a line-out directly to Jose Abreu. I didn't even get a chance to introduce him. There's one gone here in the top of the third, and Marwin Gonzalez comes up, batting lefty today against the righty Lopez. He was in yesterday's game. He's hitting 248, and the first pitch is inside for a fastball strike. He's 2 for 12 lifetime against Reynaldo with a strikeout. Family Waterproofing Solutions. Veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. Good folks over there, Ken's a Marine, and they do good work. I see all these things online, people talking about it. You know, you see people who think them on their Facebook page. You see random comments when the rain was falling a little while back and people were getting flooding. Uh, people were saying, like, putting their information up there. Like, hey, I had my basement taken care of by them. Four Seamer swung on and missed. Another strikeout for Lopez's third. There's two gone quickly here in the top of the third inning. And that, that means a lot when people are saying that stuff because they don't need to, you know. It's, that, those are actual customers, and they're just throwing things out there and telling people and recommending them. And we're very proud to hear that so many listeners of Socks in the Basement giving them a call. And we want you to keep it up. If you need any work done, if you're worried about something in the basement, something doesn't look right, it's a free estimate. You might as well reach out. Information coming up here halfway through the inning. Socks in the Basement deals, mention us. And also remember, a portion of the proceeds from every job they do goes to first responders and veteran organizations. One and one now to Alex Avila. He's hitting 171 and swings and misses at that one. Low and inside, one and two the count. Lopez working quickly. Comes high and tight, but doesn't get the call, two and two. Two outs already here in the top of the third. Sox lead 2-0 on a two-run home run from James McCann, and that's a lot of twos. But Lopez throws a four-seam fastball there, and it's fouled off two and two. Curveball now fouled off. Count remains even. Avila hitting 171 is a true backup. A catcher and sometimes first swings and misses at a high fastball in at his face. An ugly strikeout for him, but a good one for Raylo. Midway through the third, up 2-0. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. The White Sox sit third in the American League and runs per game at 5.49. That's also third in the majors. They have a 269 team batting average, fifth in the AL, seventh in the majors, and they have a slugging percentage of 479, which is fourth in the American League and Major League Baseball as a whole. Luis Robert has been starting to find his stroke lately. 
Although he was an 0 for yesterday, he did get an RBI on a walk. He's been much more patient at the plate. He takes an inside four seamer at the knees, 0-1 the count. He's also scored six times, actually seven times in the last six games. I was reading that stat backwards. As he puts this one down the third baseline, just foul. And he's quickly 0-2. He's had some bad luck here against the Twins this weekend. Had a home run pulled back. That one was almost a double down the line, and now he swings and misses for the second strikeout by Smeltzer, and he goes and sits down. I believe, just based upon how Robert has been playing and how Ricky Renteria has been giving him time off after a certain amount of days, if there wasn't a day off tomorrow and this wasn't the Twins, he might be off. But his defense is worth so much out there in center field. Tracking down balls. It's a very good offense. And he has been valuable in this series, helping out his pitchers. Doesn't show up in his batting average, but it shows up overall. Tim Anderson takes a ball outside, 1-0, with one out here in the bottom of the third, and now 2-0. As that pitch misses low and inside. Four runs batted in in his last three games for T.A. Lifts this one out to the right center field gap, tailing back towards the wall. Buxton on his horse. He will look up and he'll hit the fence. Anderson's in the second with a double. About three feet shy of getting that one out. Goes off the wall. Buxton couldn't get to it. A hard hit ball that got out there in a hurry. T.A. goes oppo off the wall into the gap. And he's on second with one out here in the bottom of the third. And the Sox in business again. Adam Engels 0 for 1 with a flyout in the first inning. 2 for 8 in this series with a double. Takes a four-seamer on the outside corner. 0 and 1 the count. 33 pitches right now for Smeltzer with one out in the bottom of the third. Both pitchers in this game very efficient and effective with the exception of the big home run that Smeltzer gave up to McCann. And now that very hard-hit ball from Anderson. Anderson stealing bases at an 81.1% pace. Stands on second. Inside pitch. Hits Angle's foot. He stood in there and didn't get out of the way. Took one for the team. He goes down the first. Hit him in the back foot. Coming inside. He just stood there. He put his uh, front leg down as he was already going into his swing. And he did not move in any way and that hit his foot. He's down at first. There's two on. There's only one out. Abreu's up. 0 for 1 with a ground out in the first inning. White Sox looking to put more pressure on. They have done it all series long. An outside four seamer misses. 1-0 the count. You have a lot of speed on there. T.A. must be thinking about the idea of going. And the double steal would make sense with both of these runners. But you also have your three hitter up. Who swings and misses at a change up. 1-1 the count. Now, they have gone with Abreu up there before. He does a very good job of just basically standing in there and being a brick wall for the catcher. But the Twins have now seen this already in this series and several times this year. You have to think they're ready for it as the changeup is low, and they're not throwing anything inside on Abreu. They're trying to work the ball in a position that would give Avila a chance if he had to go down to third. Anderson keeps taking a bigger lead. He knows they're aware of him. Two and one the count, the pitch. Misses on the outside corner now, 3-1. Mancata's on deck. On a 3-1 count, I don't think he goes. Nobody's going anywhere here, I would think, because you might walk a Brayu. Why take the unnecessary risk? But on a full count, I could see them in motion very easily. The pitch. 
Swung on and missed an inside four seamer. Now the count is full. Full count. Anderson on second. Angle on first. They're both moving. Swung on and sent down the third baseline. It hooks just foul into the stands. They're going to head back to their bases. Count is still full. The next pitch on the way. Low for ball four. Abreu goes down. The bases are loaded. And here comes Yo-Yo. One out. Bob in the third inning. Sacks packed with socks. You got some speed, too, at second and at third. Mancata hitting from the right side. Just trying to avoid the double play ball and put this ball in the play somewhere else. Grounds this one down the first baseline foul, 0-1. He struck out on three pitches the first time up against Smeltzer. The next offering. Misses low, a curveball, 1-1. The count is even. Now he sends this one to short. It's a double play ball over to second, thrown over to first. Mankata grounds into the double play and erases the threat. Difficult start for him in this game. Sox had the bases loaded with one out and get nothing. They still lead 2-0 after three. Byron Buxton comes to the plate here in the top of the fourth inning. 0-for-1 with a line out in the first, a 290 average, an 863 OPS. Got the 349 on base percentage. 37 pitches so far for Reynaldo Lopez through three as he starts the top of the fourth. And Buxton takes his time getting in there. An awful lot of dirt kicking before he gets himself settled in the batter's box. McCann sets up on the inside corner of the first pitch on the way. He tries to lay down a bunt and almost puts his face right into the pitch. It's high and tight. Trying to drag bunt from the right-handed batter's box. He put his whole face across the plate and almost lost his nose. 0-1 the count, the pitch on the way. Now low for a seamer, 1-1. I'm wondering if that's by design. We've seen Buxton do that a lot against us. Now an inside pitch swung on and missed, 1-2. White Sox might have the book on him that he likes to do that, so that's a good location in case he tries to surprise you because now he might be a little shell-shocked. He saw his life flash before his very eyes. His whole face was exposed to that baseball. He went by his ear. Fastball fouled off one and two. That's why lefties generally drag bunt. Righties are taking their life into their own hands. Inside pitch, two and two. I mean, he's dangerously close to being like with his foot on home plate there as he's trying to start running, laying down the bunt. He's got the foot up in the air and he's in a half step, but he hasn't put it down yet. Looking at the replay, that's crazy. Three and two the count, the pitch on the way. Strike three, down the middle, throws him. Reynaldo Lopez and Fuego early. Looking down on the farm. We mentioned this the other day. Mike Rodolfo. 522 average, two home runs, seven RBIs over his last 10 games. And uh, I always want to call him Micker, but I guess it's Micker. I've been told that from the guys at Future Sacks. Looks like Micker, M-I-C-K-E-R. Max Kepler's in. Takes an inside ball, 1-0 the count. 0-for-1 with the line out in the first inning. Tell you a little bit about what's going on down on the farm for this White Sox team. First of all, Basabe and Rutherford, two outfielders, are both playing very well. They're leading in several statistical categories down in Charlotte, which is a good sign. Outside pitch misses, 3-0 the count. With Polanco on deck and one out here in the top of the fourth. In fact, there was no room for Miker. 
So he goes down to double A. And he starts tearing it up. Three and one now the count as that one hits the zone on the outside corner to Kepler. Inside pitch catches the zone. Count is full. Kepler laid off the last two after he got three balls. Pitch number 50 here from Lopez on the way. He fouls it off. Count remains full with one out in the top of the fourth and nobody on. Two nothing White Sox. Gets him on the outside corner with a four-seamer. Struck him out looking. Six strikeout for Lopez. The White Sox pitching staff leads the majors in strikeouts. And this is why. Polanco stands in 0 for 1. The pitch on the way, a strike down the middle. 95 miles an hour taken, 0 and 1 the count. 4 for 16 with two home runs. Lifetime. Against Reynaldo Lopez. He likes him. He likes to hit against him. Raylo stands in. The pitch on the way. High four seamer taken for a ball, one and one the count. Polanco steps out for a moment. Gets back in and resets. The pitch. Fouled off down the third baseline, one and two. He's 0 for 1 in this game. Batting third. You normally see him in the two spot. Lineup's been juggled a little bit, and why not? If, if you're the Twins, best offense in all of baseball, you shut out on Friday. You get three runs yesterday, but they were late in the game, and the Sox had a lot of control at that point. Three and two as this one misses. Sano's on deck, count is full, two outs top of the fourth. Lopez into the line, the payoff pitch. Just misses inside, and Lopez throws his fist out in anger. He thought either that was a strike, and he's mad at the umpire, or he's mad at himself because he missed his location. I would say a very small portion of that ball is inside that strike zone box. You don't normally get that call. Sano's 0 for 1. Now he's got a base runner with two outs here in the top of the fourth. Lopez using the most amount of pitches so far in an inning in this one. Sano's 3 for 13 with 4 strikeouts lifetime. That's a 231 average against Lopez. The 1-0 pitch misses outside, low and away, 2-0. Raylo had been cruising. Seems to have hit a little bit of a bump in the road. It's up to McCann to get him out of it. Sent out in the right field is going to get down for a base hit. Engel's going to cut it off and get it in quickly to hold the runner at second base as it was tailing towards the line. So now with two outs... On a 3-2 count, Lopez walks Polanco and gives up a single down the first baseline to Sano. And now Nelson Cruz hitting in the five spot today, who has been the most dangerous hitter in this lineup, has a strikeout in the second inning, but two home runs in this series, and has been hitting the ball harder than anybody else on his team. And after a strike on the inside corner, Lopez goes outside with a curveball, well outside, one and one the count. 25 pitches so far this inning. 13 balls, 12 strikes for Raylo. He's got two strikeouts, but now has two on after getting the first two outs. The pitch swung on and fouled off down the third base line, one and two. Lopez delivers, fouled off into the camera well down the first base line, will reset at one and two still. In the dirt, misses on a four-seamer, very low. Controlled by McCann, 2-2 two and two now the count. Don't want to make a mistake here. Here it comes. 
swung on and sent over to second base. Nice play by Mendick. He picks it before it hits the ground. So it's a line out. He caught it at his shoelaces. Cruz kicks the dirt. And the sacks are through the top of the fourth, heading to the bottom of the fourth, up 2-0. As we start the bottom of the fourth, I can see Don Cooper and Ricky Renteria having a discussion. Very in-depth, looking at their, their charts over there. Renteria had mentioned that he might want to have uh, Ronaldo Lopez and Michael Kopech split this game up, but Lopez has yet to give up a run. Although he was shaky right there in the top of the fourth inning, right at the end of it. Loya Menez is one for one. He's not shaky so far, and Devin Smeltzer is quickly 2-0 and against him. Smeltzer sitting on 47 pitches currently here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Into the wind, the lefty delivers. Strike, low at the knees inside, 2-1 and one the count. The thought might be, see if Raylo can do the fifth inning. Why pull him when he's doing so well? You've still got the guy there, but Reynaldo Lopez is the starter. You want to stick with your guy. Jimenez strikes out on a pitch on the outside corner. Third strikeout of the game for Smeltzer. Jimenez has been talking about the fact he's frustrated diving for pitches outside that are clearly balls. But in his discipline, he actually let one go across for a strike there. Edwin Encarnacion comes up. He's 0 for 1 and now 1 and 0 in the count. He's a four-seamer at 89 miles an hour, misses high and outside. One out here in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Yankees lead in Los Angeles, or technically Anaheim, over the Angels. 4 to nothing. That game just underway. Got four in the first inning. Edwin fouls off a few. 1 and 2 the count. Now 1 in the dirt. The count is even at 2. Fouls off a four-seamer at the knees in the outer corner of the plate, protecting. Count remains even at two with one out here on the bottom of the fourth inning. Into the wind, the pitch. Inside, almost hit him on a slider. Three and two, the count is full with McCann on deck. He has a two-run home run in this game already. Three total on the season, hitting 309. Full count pitch. Sent out in the left field, dropping quick. That's a base hit for Edwin. He is on first. With one out here in the bottom of the fourth, and here comes James McCann, who had a two-run home run in the second inning, and that's the difference in this game. Two to nothing, White Sox right now. And he comes up for his second at bat. Solid hit there from Edwin. Out in front of the left fielder. First pitch on the way. Low and away. One and oh the count. James is taking advantage of the time he gets as a starter. You know, he could have a, a batting average of 220 and be saying it's not because I'm not getting any time out there. But he's actually doing very well in his limited time. And he is quite the asset where you don't feel like you're losing too much when Grandal needs a day off. 2-0 the count now is that one misses high. And that's exactly what he's there for. We had James Fox on, one of those White Sox beat reporters from Future Sox. And he said it several times before and after the Grandal signing when he was yelling for Grandal and he wanted him. That if you could insert that guy and take the load off of James McCann, I think you're going to get the James McCann of the first half of 2019 whenever he does play. And that's pretty good for a backup catcher. Two and two to count now as that one's fouled off. It goes low on a changeup. Three and two to count is full. So for the second straight batter, a full count. Danny Mendix on deck with his 259 average. He'll be next if McCann doesn't hit into the double play. We've already seen one of those today, a race, a bases-loaded situation for the Sox. 
Now he sends one out to center field, not as deep as the last one. Buxton underneath it will make the catch. Those two gone. And Edwin remains at first base for Danny Mendick. 0 for 1 today, grounded out in the second inning. Danny's playing second. He has settled in as the number one backup infielder on this team. Leary Garcia has become a backup outfielder. Now Garcia has played some short for Tim Anderson, but indications are that Mendick might get the next stint there when Anderson needs time off, as Garcia has had a hole in his glove over there. And it's not like he's tearing up the world with his bat. He's good, hitting in the 270s. He has his hot streaks. He has his not-so-hot streaks. Danny Mendick isn't no slouch either. These guys are pretty much the same guy, and you're going to go with defense in the infield if you can. 0-2 the count. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. Count remains 0-2 with two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. 2-0 White Sox. Smeltzer about to throw pitch number 67 here in the bottom of the fourth. Fouled off inside for Seamer in the zone. Still remains 0-2. Edwin stands over there on first base. Here comes the pitch. Swung on and sent over to short. Slow roller Polanco is going to take out Encarnacion at second with the force out. There's three gone and the inning is over. We're through four. The Twins have one hit and no runs. The Sox have four hits and two. And we will now kick off the DP3 Tech. Fifth inning, DP3 Tech partnering with Microsoft to come up with a whole new way for you to work not only from work, but from home. Imagine if you have to spread out your company. Everybody's in a different place. Then all of a sudden you got guys coming in, girls going out, a whole group. Just, you don't know who's in the office which day or you got this staggered schedule. All these things are being talked about in business places. Now imagine taking your system and getting it all set up with this system where now your files and everything else that you're doing can be shared with a button. You can talk with everybody with a button. You can get somebody on the screen just like walking over to their desk with a button. Make your workplace act as close to normal as you can. It might even be more efficient. DP3 Tech, details coming up midway through this inning. Josh Donaldson's up 0 for 1. And he's 1 and 1 on the count after taking a strike at the knees from Reynaldo Lopez who starts the 5th with 66 pitches thrown and now pitch number 69 gets him to 1 and 2 against Donaldson as it's fouled off. He goes low and almost gets him looking at a 93 mile an hour at the knees. Doesn't get the call, 2 and 2. Working quickly, McCann on the inside corner, it's fouled off again and I've noticed this about White Sox pitchers. Very quickly into the wind against Donaldson. They're not letting him get comfortable. Next pitch fouled off. He goes down the one knee. The moment he gets back in that box, Lopez is going to go into the pitch. He's getting the sign as he steps in. Now he steps into the box. And the moment he was set, here it comes. Outside, lifted in the right field. Angle coming over towards the track. Will catch it right in front of the Goose Island section. Turns around after making the catch and showing it to the ump and flips it into the bar. There's a lucky fan. One gone here in the top of the fifth inning. Four-seam fastball gets across 0-1 the count to Eddie Rosario. Two home runs and three RBIs in his last 10 games. The home run total, not bad for 10 games. Three RBIs, eh, probably not something you want to write home to mom. Inside four-seamer misses 1-1 the count. Lopez brings that at 95 miles an hour. He's up to 75 pitches here in the top of the fifth inning. 
He's not expected to go deep in this game. Although he has been very efficient, a changeup outside now makes it two and one. Sox want this game. It's all hands on deck here. It's the difference between being five out as we start June and being three out. And it's a vengeance series after losing three in a row and three out of four in Minnesota just last weekend. White Sox trying to prove they can be at the table with the Twins. 3-1 pitches fouled off, 3-2 and two, the count is full. They've already shown they can do something against this team. They're the only team really that's neutralized them in any way. As Lopez misses outside and walks him with one out. Close pitch again, just like his last free pass and also animated after this one. Rosario's down to first with one out in the fifth. Lopez up to 79 pitches. And Marwin Gonzalez comes up, the eight hitter. 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the third. The lefty, switch hitter, hitting lefty, takes a fastball in the outside corner. 0 and 1 the count. Next offering, it's the outside corner, 0 and 2 on a fastball. White Sox have Evan Marshall getting up in the bullpen, tossing. I believe he is the safety net here in this inning as they hold on to a 2 nothing lead against a very dangerous offense. Inside pitch almost hits Gonzalez. One and two. First pitch that Lopez has thrown, it really looked like he had lost control of the pitch. That got away from him. Let's see how he follows up afterwards. Hopefully it's not a trend. At 82 pitches, he delivers. Low and outside, two and two the count. So he had him 0-2. Threw a wild one inside that luckily didn't hit him. Now he just misses on the outside corner. Trying to get him. The 2-2 count. Ground ball to the right side of the field. Underneath the jumping. Eddie Rosario rolls out in the right. It's a single. There's two on now with one out. The nine hitter Avila is coming up. And this is a big batter here. Here's a guy hitting under 200. It barely comes out and plays. He's a left-handed hitter. He's 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the third. He's got a 169 average. You got two on here. The fastball just misses outside. 1-0. You don't want to put him on or God forbid give up a hit and then it's the top of the order for the Twins here in the fifth inning like I said they're very dangerous you have to go after Avila inside pitch set out in the left field Jimenez underneath it makes the play two gone and up comes Byron Buxton and before Buxton hits they're going out to the mound they're going to have a quick meeting Don Cooper wants to talk with his pitcher Yoan Moncada's out there along with catcher James McCann those are the only guys out on the mound. 86 pitches so far for Lopez. 34 balls and 52 strikes. Marshall is likely ready in the pen. They're checking on him. I think after that weird pitch, you didn't want to disturb him with Avila coming up because you expect him to go after him. But now, with Buxton coming up, he can be a Sox killer at times. They're off the mound. Buxton's 0 for 2. And pitch number 87 from Lopez on the way. A strike down the middle of four seamer, 95 miles an hour. Owen won the count. Rosario's on second. There's runners at first and second. Lopez checks him, and now a ground ball to second base, fielded by Mendick, flipped to Anderson for the force out, and the White Sox are out of the inning. And these fans are up and cheering. They know what was going on that inning. It's a smart fan base, and they're leading 2-0. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft 
to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Luis Robert comes up, bottom of the fifth inning, 2-0 White Sox struck out his last time up out in the bullpen Michael Kopech is warming now by himself possible he's coming in, in the sixth inning as Renteria had alluded to I think the original plan was he might come in in the fourth but Lopez was rolling Owen won the count now to Robert as that pitch hits the outside corner Smelter came into the inning with 68 pitches thrown through four inside pitch almost hits Luis he dives out of the way. It's 79 degrees, and it's not warm enough yet for Luis Robert. The man from Cuba is wearing long sleeves underneath his jersey today. It's kind of funny, as this one is sent out down the first baseline. Foul. Kepler underneath it makes the play. There's one gone. Robert having a tough time at the plate over the last two days, but he had been red hot the 10 games before that for sure. He's probably due for a day off, but his defense is very valuable. And he's out there in center field for a reason in a 2-0 game. Tim Anderson's up. He takes a strike at the knees. One for two and 0-1 in the count. Now an inside pitch on the hips. A slider misses 1-1. One one. The Asterisks lead the Red Sox 2-0 at home right now. Foul ball down the third base line. 1-2 and two the count. Oakland's taking a 3-2 lead over Texas in Texas and now this one's lifted out in the right field right at Cruz who doesn't even need to move he just waits there with his glove up a soft line drive to where he was standing two outs now in the bottom of the fifth here's Adam Angle 0 for 1 and he was hit by a pitch in the third Sox threatening that inning with the bases loaded and one out Yohan Moncada hit into a double play a low changeup misses 1-0 the count. White Sox have a tendency from time to time get runs early and then they take their foot off the gas. Angle now sends this one out in the center field. Buxton on the run will make the catch. He's so good out there. The range is incredible. There's been several flyouts that would have been hits that Byron Buxton has chased down this weekend. After five, 2-0 sacks. Michael Kopech. We'll start the sixth inning for the White Sox. Five games, 2-0 record, 13 innings, 4.85 earned run average, 18 strikeouts and seven walks. Lefty's hitting 143 against him. Righty's hitting 333. He's got some work to do there. He's got a lefty up here in Kepler who's 0 for 2. The changeup at 87 miles an hour fouled off. That's his changeup. 0-1 the count. The next pitch on the way for Seamer at 99 on the inside corner, Kepler got a piece of it, 0-2. He's a real interesting change of pace coming out of the games because he, he has so much speed off his pitches. He can get guys off balance. The 0-2 pitch to Kepler. 
Swung on and fouled off 99 that hit. High and tight. Count is 0-2. Now he misses high on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. 1-2 and two the count. Tampa Bay trailing at home against Milwaukee 3-1. They're in the eighth inning. Fastball outside. 1-2. and two. Went to the two-seamer there. It's not as quick. Goes at 97. He goes inside. He almost hits him on a 90-mile-an-hour slider. 2-2 two and two now the count. McCann had set up there. It just got away. Now he sets up on the outside corner. And he couldn't paint the corner. 99 miles an hour. Doesn't get the call. As Kepler doesn't go for it. That was a close pitch. Count is full from Kopech. Polanco's on deck. 2-0 White Sox here in the top of the sixth inning. Reynaldo Lopez had a very good game. Shut him out through five. But showed signs of fatigue and struggled in the last two. Renteria elects to go with basically a sixth starter here in the sixth inning. And he walked him. Close pitch on the outside corner. Kopech looks annoyed. He's got to calm down out there. He's got a 2-0 lead. And don't worry about him. We've seen him against these twins do very well. He held them down in Minnesota for the 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th innings in an extra inning game and got the win. When at any moment, he could have lost that game in walk-off fashion. It's a fly out in the left field. Jimenez underneath it makes the catch. One gone here in the top of the sixth. So I don't think he gets rattled. It's all about making the pitches that McCann calls for. Sano stands in one for two with a runner on first. Sent down the third baseline, hooking foul into the stands. 0-1 the count. One out, top of the six, runner on first, 2 nothing socks. Next offering swung on and missed a slider, low and inside, 0-2. Sunday afternoon, White Sox took the first two of this series and would love to get the brooms out. They're a long way away still. Inside pitch, almost takes out Sano, he dives out. Kopech showing a little bit of wildness. That ball's coming in near triple digits, if not triple digits. One and two the count. He sets and delivers. Pops back a 98-mile-an-hour fastball high in the zone at the letters. One and two the count remains. Misses outside on a slider. Didn't get the call. Two and two. Umpire not doing any favors for Kopech. Now he misses outside again. Three and two. Cruises on deck. And the third batter that Kopech has faced is the second one that's gone full in the count. He walked the first guy. Let's see what he does here against Sano. Swung on and foul back a four-seamer low and outside in the zone. Count is still three and two. One out here in the top of the sixth inning. Kopech has already thrown 17 pitches. And this one's fouled off. Count remains three and two. That was a four-seamer high and inside in the zone at 100 miles an hour, according to the gun. And now a chopper to Abreu. Down to Anderson. Back over to first. 3-6-3, three, three, the double play. Michael Kopech owes him a stake. Because he came in. He was doing everything he could there and, and couldn't get the ball by any of their batters. And somehow, they get through it. 17 games so far for Randy Dobnik here. As he comes into the game, 43 innings pitched. He's got a 3.77 ERA, but a 1.47 whip. That's walks and hits per innings pitch. And I say with relief pitchers, you don't want to be putting on a 
batter and a half every inning on average. That means people get to you. Abreu fouls off the first pitch, now takes a four-seamer low, one and one the count. So we were talking about Kopech at the end of that inning. He's bringing it quickly. As this one's popped up to second base, can of corn, there's one gone. He's bringing it quickly to the plate, and the Twins were on it. They were able to foul it off. They couldn't straighten it out, but they were fouling it off, and they were hoping that he would make a mistake or they could draw the walk. But in the end, it was a pretty good inning when you think about the fact that he walks the first guy 3-2 as Mankata comes up and drills one deep in the right field. Back towards the wall, to the track. It is gone, into the bar. Yohan Mankata gives a souvenir to the Goose Island section. Fireworks going off, 354 feet. Sox have a 3-0 lead on Yoan Mankata's 10th home run of the season. And tell me he wasn't frustrated with how he had been playing earlier. Grounded into a double play earlier with the bases loaded. He gets to move over to the left side of the plate with Dobnik now on the mound. And he puts it out. 10th home run of the year for Yuan. A solid hit ball. Sox lead 3-0 here with one out in the bottom of the sixth inning and Aloy Jimenez comes up one for two with a single and a run scored. First pitch down the line, base hit into the corner in left field. Jimenez is only going to get one as they were shading him with a shift to that side and all over it out in left field. That ball was gotten in quickly. But first pitch for the last two batters for the White Sox have resulted in a home run and a single down the line. And here comes Encarnacion, the six hitter, one for two in this game, having a great series. And the fans are up and pumped. The pitch from Dobnik. Swung on and fouled off down the first base line. 0-1 the count. Three for four yesterday was Encarnacion with a double. Today, one for two. Swung on and sent out into right field. It is tailing back and hanging up there a little bit. It will be caught just before the track. Jimenez will hold as the ball went out to right field and will not test Cruz's arm. The other home run in this game was hit by James McCann. James had a two-run home run out to dead center field over Byron Buxton, who got both feet up on the wall. He jumped, put his spikes into the wall, and then tried to lift himself up as high as he could, but he was still nowhere near that one. Wishful thinking. With two outs in the bottom of the sixth, McCann, who has a two-run home run, and is one for two. Stands in and takes a ball inside for a strike. Thrown by Randy Dobnik. Now this one's in the dirt. One and one. Inside for Seymour and 93 miles an hour taken for a ball. So McCann, two and one. Awaits the next offering and now lifts this one into left field. Can of corn and the inning is over. But the White Sox get a run on a solo shot from Yoan Mancata. They entered the inning leading 2-0. They leave the inning leading 3-0. And we go to the top of the 7th. Michael Kopech comes out again. 19 pitches last inning. I would expect him to pitch the 7th or at least most of it. Then we'll turn it over to this bullpen. Try to finish off this series. Nelson Cruz has been one heck of a hitter so far for the Twins. But he's 0-2 in this game, in this series. He's been their best guy up at the plate. He's got two home runs and three RBIs. So far, the Twins have only scored three times in the entire series. That was in game two. He's 2-0, though, quickly. As Kopech misses inside close and then way outside on the next one. 
Ciszek and Fry warm in the bullpen. The 2-0 pitch inside for Seamer, 2-1. Next pitch, rifled over in between first and second for a base hit in the right field. Hard hit ball on the ground, gets through. Cruz is on with a leadoff single against Michael Kopech, who was going for that outside corner, and Nelson is a professional hitter. He knows he's not going to get a big hit against this guy who's bringing the heat, but he's going to get the bat out there and try to make contact, and that's what he did. Donaldson's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a flyout. White Sox have neutralized him to this point in the series, and for the majority of the season, although he has been the most dangerous hitter through this point in time in all of the majors statistically, the right-handed hitter stands in with no outs on the top of the seventh inning, and Nelson Cruz not much speed over at first base. Kopech looks in to McCann for the sign of the pitch. Just misses low on a slider at 87 miles an hour, 1-0 the count. Ciszek, who's warming up, has had a busy week. I don't know if he's 100%, but he's probably good enough, and he's been very effective. Fry, we've seen him the last two games. He's been doing very well. 2-0 the count. Now a pitch lifted on a pop fly to second base. Mendick waves everybody off. He's underneath it. Major League pop-up. It comes down into his glove. Fights off the sun and gets the out. One gone here in the top of the seventh inning. Eddie Rosario's 0-for-1 with a walk in the fifth inning. And he stands in right now with a runner on first and one gone. The pitch on the way. High and tight. Fastball strike. Up and in. He got the zone. Rosario just watched it. The 0-1 pitch. Now he comes inside and almost hits him. Give it to Rosario. He didn't even move. I'd be afraid up there with Kopech. He's been sometimes wild since he came out there. And, you know, you keep waiting for him to plunk somebody at 100 miles an hour right now. Here comes the pitch. Ground ball down the third baseline. Gets by Mancada and rolls out to the wall. Cruz is going to come around and head to third. Rosario's in the second. It's second and third for the Twins with one out here in the seventh inning. And Marwan Gonzalez is going to come to the plate, and this is the most that the Twins have really threatened all game. But it's enough to get the White Sox to go out and talk with their pitcher. Remember, originally, before the game, we told you that it was probably going to be a split game between Lopez and Kopech. Then Lopez has a great game. Kopech comes out and had to throw 17 pitches in the sixth inning. It was a shaky inning. Came out here, got the first out. And now has two on with one out. They're going to let him pitch here to Gonzalez. They just wanted to check on him. They want to talk about some strategy. Gonzalez, the eight hitter, is one for two. The pitch on the way. Outside corner hits it on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Owen won the count. A good cheer from the crowd after that as they root on Michael Kopech. Next pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted into center field. Coming in is Robert. He will make the catch. Throw coming home. He'll be cut off by Abreu. He'll concede the run to hold the runner at second base. That decision was made by Abreu. I don't know. They might have been able to get Cruz there on the throw from Robert. It looked like it was on line. He looks a little confused out in center field. As the Wyatt was cut off by Jose. He has not been very good at throwing guys out from center field. So maybe Abreu just thought about that. But here comes Avila, 0 for 2, the 9 hitter. He's hitting well under the Mendoza line. Got a couple of strikeouts in this game. 
And Kopech has two outs here in the top of the seventh and delivers one just outside for ball one, one to know the count. Rosario has fair to average speed on second. So you want to get this batter right here. The pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted deep out in the right field. Way back. I can't believe it. A two-run home run in this ballgame is tied. Michael Kopech gives up a 391-foot home run, throws his cap on the ground. Alex Avila hits his fourth home run of the season. And this is a tie ball game and a shocked, shocked crowd here in guaranteed right field. All series long, the White Sox have played with fire against a very good offensive team. And then finally, the guy who is their worst offensive player by far hits a two-run home run here. They have a three-run inning. And there's still only two outs here on the top of the seventh inning. And that's going to be it for Kopech. Renteria is going to come out and get his guy. Disappointed in what he did out there. Coming in is Steve Ciszek. And he'll face Byron Buxton. 25 games this season, 31 and two-thirds innings, nine holds, a 0.57 earned run average, 42 strikeouts to 12 walks. Right, he's hitting 206 against him. Left, he's hitting 111. You know, you felt safe with Kopech facing Avila. As everything says, go with the youngster. He needs the experience. It's a big series. Make him a part of it. He's held the Twins down. Already this season, since he got back just a few weeks ago to the majors. And he gives up the home run. Three runs in total in the inning. And the Reynaldo Lopez start that was a shutout up until now. It's now a 3-3 game with two outs in the top of the seventh. Ciszek has Buxton, who's 0-3, 1-1 in the count. Now he's 1-2 as he swings and misses at a slider low and away. So it is not over yet here in this series. Not by far. Twins fans that made the trip have something to celebrate about, though Buxton goes down swinging there. Ciszek ends the inning, but Alex Avila, fourth home run of the season for a guy who's hitting under 170 against Michael Kopech. We're tied up midway through the seventh. And here comes Danny Mendick, who's 0 for 2 with two ground outs. Tie ball game, bottom of the seventh inning here at Guaranteed Rate Field. White Sox simulated baseball brought to you by Cork and Carrier at the park opening soon. I'm excited about it. I hope you'll support them. And until then, or if you're not ready to go outside yet, we understand. Don't forget, they got food available online. Go direct through Grubhub or Cork and Carry at the park.com. Danny Mendick quickly 0-2 in the count, takes an outside slider. 1-2 from Randy Dobnik in a brand new ball game for the first time all series long. The game is tied this late. And the White Sox don't have a lead. Ground ball back to the pitcher. Dobnik comes off the mound. He's got to make a tough throw to first, but he gets Mendick. One out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And the White Sox felt like they were cruising here in this game. And now, not so much. Robert is 0-2 with a strikeout and a pop-out in this game. And stands in with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. Inside pitch misses. 1-0 the count. The Indians have gone final against Kansas City. They swept. They won all three games against the Royals. The White Sox trying to do the same thing here against the Twins. They would like us to do that. Because even though we'd still be tied in second place, we'd both be three games back. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Low and away. 
They're going to call that a strike. That is a bad call. That is a bad call, and I see Renteria shout a few words after that pitch. That was below the knees. Now a pitch ripped down the third baseline. Foul. Umpire looking back over the dugout. Ricky folds his arms and sits back with an angry look. He's not happy. Everything was rolling along. It was nothing but smiles and high fives. And then the Twins get three in the top of the seventh. And we're all tied up. And their offense has woken up. We only need a few more innings here and let them wake up when they leave Chicago. Three and two to count now to Robert, the pitch. Swung on and sent weakly into left center field. Coming on is Buxton. He'll make the catch on the run. Two gone right away here in the seventh. Tim Anderson is one for three with a double in the third inning. First pitch on the way. Low and outside misses a four-seamer, 1-0 the count. Alex Colome warms up in the bullpen. Next pitch inside, catches the corner. Anderson is 1-1 in the count. Split finger pitch got over. Two outs here in the bottom of the seventh inning. White Sox have not scored with the exception of a two-run home run in the second and a solo shot last inning from Yoan Mancata. The 2-1 pitch on the way. Misses low and away, 3-1. Adam Angles on deck, hitting 290. A beautiful day and a beautiful weekend. But there's still work to do, especially after the Twins tied this up. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled off on a line drive down the third base line. That's why the netting's there. That could have killed somebody. 3-2 the count. High pitch misses. Anderson's down to first. So with two outs, they get a run around. I would expect Anderson to try to move here early in this at bat and get himself in a scoring position for Angle in case he can get a hit. I'm sure the Twins expect it as well. Angle's 0 for 2, and he got hit by a pitch in the fifth inning. Looking for him to make some contact here as the Sox try to get a run and get the lead back. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off. 0-1 the count. 0-1 pitch. He's going. Outside pitch thrown from his knees. Avila does not get him. Anderson is safe on the head first slide. His 19th stolen base of the season. He had taken a break from it after getting caught a few times about a week or so ago. But he's running again this weekend against the Twins. Needed to get home, feel comfortable on his own base paths. Meanwhile, Engels 1-1 one one in the count. And now fouls off a slider out of the zone 1-2, doing him a favor there. Got a runner in scoring position, but he still has to get the base knock for it to matter. The pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted deep out in the left field. Way back, everybody's up. You can put it on the board? Yes! I'm using it, Hawkeroo. If I owe you a couple of bucks for it, I'm using it. Put it on the board. Adam Angle takes it deep, 368 feet. 99.7 miles per hour. That ball is gone. The Sox take a 5-3 lead. They are jumping around in the dugout. Don't tell me this series isn't the biggest thing this young team has ever played in. They were embarrassed last week in Minnesota. And Adam Angle 
puts it out over the bullpen as Colome warms up and Tyler Duffy now comes in from the Minnesota bullpen. Rocco Baldelli hands him the ball, 29 and two-thirds innings, seven holds, 2-0 record, 1.21 ERA, 29 strikeouts of five walks. The Sox have that two-run lead now, leading 5-3 with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. With two outs, Anderson draws a walk, steals second, Angle with two strikes, hits a home run over the bullpen in left field, and nobody moved. Much like the Avila two-run home run where, where Angle didn't move. That, that's the thing. Like, I knew Avila was gone because Adam Angle never even turned around. He knew that ball was well over his head. And the same thing happened when Angle hit his own home run right away in the bottom of the same inning. Four-seam fastball goes down the line, first base side foul. One and two now to Abreu from Duffy. An intense series. And this White Sox team came in determined. Down six games in the standings. The rough weekend last weekend. The rough road trip overall. Splitting with the Orioles. Splitting with the Rockies before that twin series. And now trying to get through this game. And walk out with a victory. Next pitch lifted out into the right center field gap. Buxton on his horse. He's not going to get there. That ball's going to go off the wall. Abreu into second base with a double. This place is rocking right now. 17th double for Abreu. Mancada comes to the plate now. One for three with a solo shot. Just last inning. Sergio Romo and Corey Guerin warm in the bullpen for the Twins. Sox got two on a two-run home run from McCann in the second inning. Then got a solo shot from Mancata in the sixth in the top of the seventh. Three runs from the Twins, including a two-run home run that tied the game from Alex Avila off of Michael Kopech. As a knuckle curve is swung on and missed, one and two the count to Mancata. And now, with two outs, Adam Engel hits a two-run bomb, and we're up five to three with Abreu now on second. Inside pitch, Mancata gets out of the way. Two and two, that's a curveball that gets a Gets away from Duffy. It knuckled the wrong way on him. Two and two the count now. Inside pitch almost goes to the backstop. Three and two the count is full with Jimenez on deck. The three-two pitch. Shot out into right center field. Buxton on the move will catch it on the run and the inning is over. I would say at least 50% of center fielders don't get to that one, if not more. Adam Engel skies it out of here. We're through seven, and we lead again 5-3 to three against the Twins. Alex Colome is going to come in and pitch the eighth inning. He's kind of fallen into a setup role recently. He's 0-1 record-wise. He had six saves and ten opportunities with four blown. He's got a 3.12 earned run average, and he's trying to work some things out, but he's not doing it in the ninth inning right now. And Max Kepler's up, and he throws a curveball inside for a strike. 0-1 the count. Kepler's 0-2 in this game. Sox lead 5-3 here in the top of the 8th inning. In Baltimore, Toronto goes nuts late in the game and wins 10-2 over the Orioles. That game's a final now. Inside pitch swung on and missed. 0-2 the count. Cut fastball. And he got Kepler all turned around. The final in Tampa Bay as well. Milwaukee beats him 3-1. That's a swinging strike. And one down. Now Kepler stops and says something to McCann, and McCann is laughing, shrugging at him. You know, what are you going to say there? 
They're all swinging strikes. You're mad at yourself there? What, is he supposed to, are you supposed to tell him what the pitch is on the way? What is that conversation? Polanco comes up 0 for 2 with a walk in the fourth inning. He's got a 333 batting average, and he's slugging over 600. 605 to be exact. Fastball in the outside corner catches at 95 miles an hour. 0 and 1 the count. Fortunately for all of us who love baseball, the Asterix have taken the lead at home over Boston right now. They are in the seventh. This one is lifted out in the left field. And it's going to get back to the walls. The shift was on for Polanco. He's going to get two bags out of it with a double. So with one out, there's a runner on second. Tenth double of the season for Polanco. Seven-game hitting streak. And I'm going to tell you right now, out of those ten doubles, five of them against the White Sox this year. And for some reason, we keep shifting him. And that seems to be a team decision that I don't understand. One out, top of the eighth inning. Miguel Sano's up, one for three with a single in the fourth. Swings and misses at a four-seam fastball, 0-1 the count. Two for ten in this series. He's got a runner in scoring position on second base. And he's trailing by two runs. The shadows now creeping up behind the umpire and McCann, but they aren't there yet. There's a changeup low and inside. Misses, one and one the count. It's final in Philadelphia. The Nationals win four to one over the Phillies. Inside pitch misses a changeup, two and one. Attendance today, 30,145. So the biggest night of attendance or biggest day of attendance was yesterday on a Saturday. This one was close. A high fastball, cut fastball, goes for a strike taken. Two and two, the count is even. 2-2 count, one out, runner on second base, top of the eighth inning. Swung on and missed. Sano goes down on a changeup in and low below the knees. Second strikeout for Alex. There's two gone. Nelson Cruz comes to the plate now. And he has been so dangerous. He almost tied it on Friday night in a situation just like this in the top of the eighth inning. With the opportunity to tie with a home run, he missed by inches, maybe millimeters. One for three today with a single and a run scored. He had two home runs yesterday, all three RBIs for the Twins in that game. 0-1 now in the count, the pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back, 0-2 quickly. Combination of cut fastballs, change-ups, and the four-seamer coming from Colome here. Now he goes inside on the cut fastball. It's fouled off. Would have been a strike. High and tight. Just got a piece of it. Still 0-2 with two outs here on the top of the eighth. Goes outside with a cut fastball. That one's fouled off as well. So Cruz hanging in right now. He's a professional hitter. The next pitch. Swung on and missed. He got him on a changeup right down the middle. He was way out in front of it. Colome pumps his fist and comes off the mound. That builds confidence. And the guy that started as your closer this year and is now working as a setup man. We're midway through the eighth, leading 5-3. Aloy Jimenez is two for three. Two singles and a run scored, two for six in this series. He had the Saturday day off. He stands in right now to lead off the bottom of the eighth inning against Tyler Duffy, who came in in the back end of the seventh for the Twins, and the first pitch is fouled back, 0-1 the count. Jimenez one for seven, lifetime against Duffy. But he has a home run. That was this year. Slider inside, 0-2. That pitch catches the zone. Now an outside slider misses, 1-2 the count. 
Twins have the meat of their order coming up. In the top of the ninth is a ground ball over to third base, fielded by Donaldson over to first. There's one gone. Jimenez will go get his glove and get ready for the top of the ninth inning. And here's Edwin Encarnacion, one for three with a single in the fourth inning. He's had a very good series. Low inside fastball catches the zone. 0-1 the count. He's got four strikeouts against Duffy over 17 at-bats, but also four hits. Outside slider misses 1-1. One one. The next offering misses inside 2-1. Swung on and missed a slider in the zone on the outer portion of the plate. Caught a lot of that zone, though. Good pitch. 2-2. Two two. He fooled him. Now he goes inside and misses on a four-seamer. Count is full at 3-2. McCann stands on deck with one out here in the bottom of the eighth. Swung on and lifted deep. Back to the track. It's going to die. Knocked down by the wind. Encarnacion that was off the bat with a big crack. And then it just, just slowed down. We've talked about the winds at 10 miles an hour out there. I think he caught something. That ball, it was like it got swatted down by the hand of God. An inside knuckle curve. Swung on and missed by McCann. 0-1 the count. He's 4 for 12 lifetime against Duffy. It's a 3.33 average. Here's the next offering. Outside pitch catches the zone. 0-2 now quickly. With a slider on the outside corner. Two outs, bottom of the eighth. Sox lead 5-3. Aaron Bummer expected in the ninth. A high four seamer misses 1-2. Bummer has come on. In the last two games, the close for the White Sox. We've never seen him go three straight nights. But I think he's going to attempt to do a ground ball over to first base. He'll step on the bag unassisted. Kepler and the rest of the Twins head into the dugout to get their bats. And this is the moment. Top of the ninth inning. The Sox going for the sweep with a two-run lead. Donaldson leads it off here in the south side. Aaron Bummer comes into the game for his 29th time this season. A 1-1 record. He has two saves. 29 in the third innings. An ERA of 1.84. 46 strikeouts and 7 walks. Josh Donaldson is 0-3. for 3, And he leads off. And a fastball just outside goes for ball one. It was close. The 6, 7, and 8 hitters here for the Twins. But Donaldson... A dangerous player here at the top, and Rosario is no slouch either in the seventh spot. Now he fouls off two of them, one and two the count. One and two count, top of the ninth inning. Two-run lead for the Sox. Misses outside on a sinker, high and outside. Two and two the count from Bummer. Into the wind after a pause. That's a strike on the inside corner, a cut fastball looking. Backwards K for Bummer. One gone here in the top of the ninth inning. Two outs away from getting the brooms out. Rosario's one for two with a double and a run scored. It was all part of that three-run top of the seventh inning that the Twins had. He got it started. And he got it started with one out. A high-cut fastball misses 1-0 the count. It's four for seven lifetime with a double against Aaron Bummer. He's a left-handed batter that has been doing very well early in his career against Aaron. A left-handed pitcher. The 1-0 pitch. Misses the inside corner, 2-0. Bummer now delivers a sinker on the outside corner, 2-1. Swung on and missed a slider away. 2-2, two two, the count is even. One out here in the top of the ninth inning, nobody on. 
sent over to second base. Mendick with a tough play, gets him at first. He was in a shift standing in shallow right field. He has to take it off a weird hop as it hit the grass coming through the dirt. And he's running away from the bag. He steadies himself and throws it over to first base for the second out. There's two gone here in the top of the ninth. And Marlon Gonzalez comes to the plate, one for two, batting on the right side for the first time today against the lefty, Aaron Bummer. Inside pitch misses, 1-0 the count. Sox could sweep the Twins here and be three games out of first. This pitch lifted into left center field. It tails back towards the wall. Robert on the run. It clears the wall a home run. Bummer gave up a home run last night. That didn't matter. Let's hope this one doesn't matter either as it's a solo shot and is now 5-4. to four, 397 feet over the left center field wall. And here comes Avila. And Alex Avila hurt the White Sox the last time up with his two-run home run. They are not going to let him hit. They're going to go get Garver. And the White Sox want to go out and talk with their pitcher. Conversation over. Mitch Garver, pinch hitting. The catcher tied a game in Minnesota last week with a two-out home run against Alex Colome. It's why Colome lost his closer job to Bummer. Bummer has picked up two saves since that time and now faces Garver with a one-run lead after giving up a home run just now with two outs. First pitch, a strike on the inside corner. Owen won the count. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and missed outside a sinker. 0-2. White Sox have the bullpen going, but I think that's in case of an emergency right now. Marshall and Herrera. Everything's happening right here. An 0-2 count, two outs, top of the ninth inning. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped over to short. Backhanded by Anderson. Across. He got him. And the game is over. The White Sox sweep the Twins. Light up the fireworks. They come in trailing by six in the American League Central. Last week, they lost three in a row and three out of four in a weekend series at a terrible three and five road trip and have been struggling going into that road trip after splitting with the Colorado Rockies. And now after two weeks, basically, and a very, very long stretch without a day off, and their final three games against their division rival and the team they're chasing, they bring themselves from six games back in the standings to three games back in the standings, sweeping away the best team in Major League Baseball with the best hitter in Major League Baseball and the best statistical offense in Major League Baseball, taking all three games here on the south side. An incredible weekend here in Chicago. You got places starting to open up their patios. Everything's good. All we need is these Major League Baseball players and owners to get on the same page, right? James McCann is the player of the game, one for four, the home run and two RBIs. Steve Ciszek gets the win. He had a third of an inning pitched, and he got a strikeout. He was the pitcher of record when the White Sox took the lead. Aaron Bummer gets the save, an inning pitched. He gave up a home run, so that's an earned run and a strikeout. Randy Dobnik takes the loss, one and two-thirds innings, three hits, one walk, three earned runs. McCann had the home run, but Adam Engel had the bigger home run. In fact, he's my player of the game, one for three, with a two-run home run that broke this tie. Tim Anderson won for three with a double and a run scored. Mankata had a solo shot. He was one for four. The White Sox sweep the Minnesota Twins. Let that sink in for a moment. 
a difficult time has now turned into a great time, and the Sox are 6-4 and four against the Twins so far this season. They may be trailing them still in the Central, but this team today made a statement, and you heard it, on the one place where every game since opening day has been simulated for you, the podcast for fans and by fans. For my co-host, Dave, my name is Chris. We thank you for listening to Socks in the Basement, now two years old, and enjoying the simulated season as best as we can until we can get real baseball back. We are found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. And we will see you after a day off tomorrow for the White Sox in Kansas City for a three-game set. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.